0: What's good, everybody? Welcome into your MMA only episode of the early edge, your daily sports betting show of record. We are, of course, powered by the Almighty Sports Line. I am the coach, and we are locked and loaded. It doesn't matter the sport, it doesn't matter the day we have you covered. Now, is international fight week in Las Vegas one of the biggest pay-per-view events of the entire year? Now, Ian Parker couldn't make it. He's traveling. We'll have more information on him in the next couple of days. So I had to reach out to a couple of really sharp young and older minds to step in this week and see what they got. So let's bring in the star of the show. His name is Andrew Gambas, former NCAA wrestler, but this is a betting show. And Andrew, I looked you up and the last four years combined, you have over a 10% ROI. Welcome to the
1: show. Thanks, coach. I appreciate you having me. Really happy to be here today and ready to bring the people some winners. You kind of remind me a little bit of Michael Chandler a little bit. Anybody ever told you that? No, but I'll take that for sure. Michael Chandler is a good-looking guy. He's got a (laughs) fight coming up in November, so I'm I'm happy to take that compliment. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's going to be fighting Justin Gaethje at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. We can't wait for that. We'll, of course, have a full episode on that one when we get there, but we got to focus on the here and the now. I also reached out to my good buddy, Joey Odessa, Joey Bagels, and He sent in a couple of picks as well that I want to bounce off you throughout the episode. If you're cool with that, Andrew, Uh, Joey made the very first or helped make the very first UFC lines 20 some years ago. The man's an OG. He knows his stuff and hopefully we'll get him on on video in the next couple of weeks. But let's jump right into this week, Andrew, and the first fight I'm looking at Medich and Turner. And Manich is a minus 125 favorite. The underdog coming back at plus 105. This is a lightweight matchup. What do you like here?
1: You know, coach, I'm glad you started with this fight because I don't understand why Jalen Turner is the underdog here. He brings the more well, well-rounded skill set into this matchup. He's fought the better level of competition. Medich, six out of his seven pro wins have come in the first round. So he hasn't really proven that he could go past that first round. Hasn't fought a great level of competition. Turner's got a big grappling edge here. I like him down the stretch. And I think if he can avoid getting clipped early, that he's going to take this one.
0: And that's the key is avoiding that clip early. So many people, Andrew, they'll tweet at us if we lose a fight, going, see, you were wrong. And it's like a lucky one punch. It happens, and it happens to everybody in their career at some point. All right, I want to I bounce a Joey pick off of you if I can. Of course, of course. Jonathan Pierce has taken on Omar Morales. Now, Morales is the minus 150 favorite. This is a featherweight matchup. Joey likes Morales at minus 150. Your take on that.
1: I like Morales as well at minus one fifty. I think he's pretty much better everywhere in this matchup. Pierce is a tough guy. He's a well-rounded skill set too. But it's almost one of those situations where everything Pierce does, Morales does a little bit better. And so I'm agreeing with Joey here. I like Morales at minus one fifty as well.
0: All right, very good. Moving on to our next fight, and I've been working on this name the entire day. So Shamil Abdurakhimov. Plus one sixty five underdog, take it on Chris Daukaus minus one ninety five. These are the big boys. These are the heavyweights. What do you like?
1: Yeah, so this is an interesting matchup. As you said, Chris Daukaus, he's three and zero in the UFC, three first round finishes. He's facing Shamil Abdurakhimov, who is twenty and five as a pro. Um, he, he's fought a good level of competition over the years, but he isn't competed in two years since he last fought curtis blades back in abu dhabi in september of 2019 he's coming into this fight 40 plus years of age and and normally i like to fade guys taking a step up in competition as a medium-sized favorite um, against the more proven more proven tough guy but i like Dawkins in this matchup he's very he's a very uh well-rounded fighter and most people haven't seen that yet because his fights have been ending so quickly but just knowing um knowing Dawkins' background he's actually a very credentialed grappler as well so I don't love Shamil coming off of a two-year layoff here at 40-plus years old. I think Doc probably puts him away early, and I think the line should be wider. Wow. It's
0: incredible nuggets right there on this fight. Good job by you, Andrew. All right, let's flip the script now. Let's go to one of Joey's picks. Now, the last time we saw Dan Hooker, it did not go so well for him. He And, and, and I'll give him credit because where he comes from, there are severe Quarantining issues. He had to fly back, couldn't see his family for two weeks. And now he's back in the octagon, and there's been issues with his opponent this week. So Hooker's a minus 150 favorite. Joey likes Hooker in this matchup. What's your take on this fight?
1: Yeah, coach. This fight is crazy. Nasrat press and Dan Hooker both having visa issues to get out to Las Vegas for this fight. So this fight's been in jeopardy more than once, but it seems like this is going to happen. So kudos to those guys for getting it done. I know the people on social media helped make this matchup happen. So good job by everyone, because I, I'm I personally would have been bummed if this fight got taken <laughs> off the card. But I, I'm with Joey again. I like Dan Hooker here. I think um, Nazrat's going to look to crash the pocket, pressure box here. I think Hooker will keep this fight at range. And when Nazareth does try to um, close the distance, that he'll land knees, he'll land kicks on the way in. I I like Hooker here. I think... Nazareth's going to have to really make something happen early in terms of hurting Hooker. And, and it is worth noting that Dan Hooker did get knocked out by Michael Chandler. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how his dur- durability looks uh, coming off of that. Also, the war with Poirier. So th- those are two things to keep in the back of your minds when betting on this fight or deciding to pass. But I do think Hooker's going to win this fight. I'd probably make the line a little bit wider. Haven't bet it yet, but I'm going to keep an eye on the line movement late in the week and see, see if I'll go or not.
0: We always have a lot of new bettors that tune in every single week. So I always like to tell them that kind of our baseline because MMA is very different than football or baseball or basketball as far as betting is concerned minus 200 or above. We like to throw into parlays anything below. We like to think we can make a straight pick and certainly this fight and this number falls into that category Uh, but you bring up a great point. The way somebody gets knocked out and the way somebody gets dominated can really affect them the next time they come out. So keep that in mind. Just like andrew just said all right this next fight everybody's buzzing about it especially after nick diaz did an interview with my guy brett okamoto yesterday and basically said i never wanted to fight robbie lawler i shouldn't be fighting robbie lawler i should be fighting uzman uh, well you've been gone for six years so let's slow the roll but even in uh his absence he can still complain about something so The odds look like this. Robbie Lawler is the favorite here. Minus 135. Nick Diaz coming back at plus 115. A middleweight matchup. Joey likes Robbie Lawler minus 135. What say you?
1: I say Joey's right again. I smashed Robbie Lawler at minus 110 a couple weeks ago. I could not believe the line. Could not believe the line was hanging around evens. Nick, get this. The last time Nick Diaz won a fight, I was 14 years old. I was a freshman (laughs) high school. The last time Nick Diaz wanna fight. And and you'll you'll know as we get to do this more. I I, genu- I generally like activity. And Robbie Lawler, while he, he's on a bit of a skid here, he's been fighting the best guys in the world. I mean, Colby Covington, Ben Asker, Neil Magny, these are all top of the line guys. And and who knows what Nick Diaz has been doing over the past six years since he last fought Anderson Silva. I mean, we can guess and just seeing off of social media, he's been partying, not sure that he's been taking training so seriously. To your point earlier, he said he doesn't want to fight. I I have to take Lawler here. I, I mean, if this line was minus 250, I wouldn't bat an eye. I, I mean, Nick Diaz, wow. like I said, hasn't won a fight in since I was 14 years old. So if he comes back and has some miraculous comeback, I'll happily eat my words, but I just don't see it happening. Robbie Lawler's the pick.
0: So you think we're getting more than a dollar of value here, and that's humongous, humongous. By the way, in that interview, Andrew, he also said that he apparently had some financial backers that were supposed to uh, back him to travel around the country and teach students, and that they all backed out on him and said it was all fake. It just seems like he's not in a good headspace right now at all. So I love this pick by you and Joey. Now, on this episode every single week, we require you to make a pick in the main event of the evening. Now, Volkanovski, he's the champ. Brian Ortega, we've seen his evolution the last couple of years as he's gone to where he believes is being the best fighter that he's ever been. But he is the underdog, plus 150. Volkanovski, minus 175. This is for the featherweight championship. What do you like?
1: Yeah, coach. So I I have about five to ten max bets a year where I put five units on a fight, and and I and here's a spot. I sit my first max bet since I took Ilya Tupiria, um, back on the Connor versus Poirier card. I'm going with Volkanovsky here. I'm going big. I went I went all in at minus one fifty five. Still think there's plenty of value. Minus one seventy five. Volkanovski's better everywhere this fight goes. I mean. The only edge I'd give to Brian Ortega here is his jiu-jitsu. He doesn't have the wrestling to take it to the ground. So I think as long as it stays on the feet, um, Volkanovski is going to piece him up. He's going to chew that lead leg up with leg kicks. Ortega, really, I, I give him probably a 25% chance to win. I think he needs to catch Volkanovski with something big on the feet, which Max Holloway wasn't able to do over 10 rounds, which Jose mm-hmm. Aldo wasn't, wasn't able to do over three rounds. So could Brian Ortega be the guy to catch him? Yeah. And, and Brian Ortega is powerful. He does have good jiu-jitsu. But as far as the technical aspect goes this fight i think volkanovsky's miles ahead i think people are overrating brian ortega's last performance over korean zombie and i think volkanovsky generally just is a little bit underrated as a champ i mean i i saw this line and i i had to go all in
0: I feel like when it's a foreign champ and they don't have the ability to promote their own fights here in America, like a lot of the American fighters or champions do, they, they tend to be undervalued and they tend to be underestimated. Do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I, I think that could be the case in this matchup too. Also Volkanovsky, it could be Volkanovsky's pretty soft-spoken. He doesn't have spectacular finishes. His last couple wins have been decisions. So maybe people are overlooking that, but I, I think this is not the spot to overlook him. I know he's the favorite, but he should be a lot wider. Wow, you're going to
0: pound that, he says, five times. All right, by the way, Joey Odessa, he agrees with you on Volkanovsky in this main event. All right, we're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap. Oh, it looks glorious from Joey and Andrew. Let's start with Joey. He likes Omar Morales minus 150 and Dan Hooker minus 150. And then Andrew is on Turner plus 105 and Doc is minus 195. And they're both on Robbie Lawler and Volkanovsky. Andrew, I have a sneaky suspicion. Because I know a guy that we're going to be seeing you again on the early edge. Just a little sneaky suspicion. All right. We've arrived. We've only got one thing left to do. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA tickets straight to the pay window. For Joey Bagels, for my man Andrew, and the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. Can't wait for Saturday night. And by the way, when you turn on the fights, you might recognize somebody. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'm the coach. Tell your friends. It's the early edge. Good luck.